In today's show, we're looking at players who have been underperforming. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, we're looking at underperforming players. Now, this would usually be, I'd entitle it, a buy low trade show, but 50%, 60 70% of you maybe have had your trade deadline pass. Not all of you had. But what I thought it's an idea to do is just look at players who are currently underperforming uh, where I expect their, their or expect their expectations to end up for the rest of the season, which gives you an idea of where to panic, where not to panic, where to expect improvement, why it's going wrong. And then the people who c- can make trades, these are players you might be able to look to acquire at that cheaper price. So let's crack in the category leagues. We're going with the skater boy, Zach Levine. Now, let's be fair here. He is dealing with an ankle injury, but let's also be fair. He's the 278th ranked player over the last two weeks, which is objectively shithouse. Why? Why is he so bad? 40% from the field on a lot of attempts, 73 from the line on a lot of attempts. He has registered zero steals in five games. He has one block in five games. So the zero steals is a killer. The scoring is down seven and a half points from his season average. He's hitting as half as many threes, 25% fewer assists, 25% fewer rebounds, and then no steals, and true shooting down at 49 from 64%. So all those things are pretty clear um, why he is playing as poorly as he is or why his fantasy numbers are as bad as they are, even though on the surface he's still averaging 20 points per game. And some of this is ankle-related for sure. Um, he is back from the ankle problem, but you're worried that he might miss some more time. And his last two games have been all right, but for some reason, he can't hit free throws. 67 from the line last game, you know, one of two the game before that. The lack of defensive stats, it is a real worry, but I don't expect Zach Levine to continue to be outside the top 250 players. I don't expect him, a guy that is a, a bit less than one steal per game, to have zero steals per game. Like That's obviously not going to continue. And I don't expect a bloke who's 80-plus percent free throw shooting to be down at 63 and actually 64, sorry, 73 and actually 64 over the last two games. So some real room for improvement. Oh, and by the way, he's shooting under 27% from three in those five games. So just the clearest indicators you could possibly find that it is a slump. Injury-related, sure. But even in an injury-related slump, there is going to be some pretty serious positive improvement from Zach Levine. So I don't think we need to panic too much there. PJ Washington Jr. Hasn't been a good run from Peach. Now, I do believe that Washington can be significantly better than what he is, but they've also been playing him fewer minutes, which is a little bit of a concern um, in terms of where his numbers lie. He's outside the top 100 over the last month, averaging just nine points per game. It's gotten worse over the last two weeks. He has absolutely no confidence in his shot whatsoever. In the last seven games, 24% of his threes and 38% of his twos. He is not particularly efficient in general. 
He's at 38 and 46 for the season. But those are some real, real Dwayne Bacon-type numbers. Look, they are very bad numbers. He is also averaging under a steal per game in that time. Um, and he's under 30 minutes a game. So there are so many factors there with PJ where you go, okay, maybe he's not going to get back to the heights that he was at where he was you know, pushing top 70. Actually, he's the 88th ranked player over the course of the season, and that's still with a true shooting of under 54% because he's been blocking shots. He's you know, scoring almost 12 points per game. He's hitting one and a half threes, providing good value. But at the moment... Yes, yeah, so much has disappeared, and he just cannot hit shots. And, and I fail to believe that a guy that plays a lot of minutes at center can continue to be a 38% two-point shooter. Yeah, that's uh, that's Andre Drummond-type numbers. He needs to be better from in there. I, I think he will be better, but it has been a prolonged slump here from PJ. So you can get him probably off the wave wire in some scenarios, but if not, you can get him at a very, very, um, a very cheap rate. And he is a guy that does have some pretty significant upside in what he's able to do. I think Ben Simmons is a relatively obvious one as well. Um, 221st ranked player over the last two weeks. Vast majority of those games without Embiid. And again, the answer as to why this is happening is just staring you in the face. Some might say it's as obvious as dog's balls. He's shooting 42% from the field. But Josh, Ben Simmons isn't a shooter. I am well aware of that. But when I say shooting from the field, that doesn't mean he's taking jump shots. This is a dude who over his NBA career has had a two-point percentage of 55, 57, 58, and it's even 55 this year, including this remarkably low number at the moment. Something is off with Simmons. He's also not getting any assists, down to five per game. His rebounds are relatively consistent, but the fact that his scoring is off because his field goal percentage is way off, his assist numbers have dropped way off without Embiid, and his free throws are hurting you on really large attempt numbers. That is why he is struggling so much. I think we can expect some decent level of progression in his shooting. I don't expect Ben Simmons to be a 42% field goal guy. That just isn't realistic when we have seen... 150 to 180 games of him being a 55-plus guy and seven games of him being under 45%. So while it is tough at the moment, it's really tough. And you go, fuck, Simmons, hit a shot, mate. Like, what are you doing? And there's there might be something else going on. We don't know the struggles and whatever's going on with players. This might be something else happening, and maybe it lasts another couple of weeks. But long term, I don't think this is anywhere near a realistic baseline for Benny. Let's go on to the crucifix Christian Wood, who, like a lot of these players, when he's come back from injury, he sucks. Like, he just sucks. 142nd ranked player since his return from his ankle problem. Why is that? Well, for some reason, he can't hit free throws this season at all. He's at 66%. He was at 74 last year. And now, since returning from his injury, he's at 63%. So you're already, that's punt free throw territory right there. That is, on that many attempts, that is a punt free throw player. And when you drafted the Crucifix, you were not expecting punt free throws from him. Nobody, I didn't expect him to be a 10 percentage point worse free throw shooter. Didn't expect that. But he also can't hit threes anymore. 28% from three. He's still hitting 56% from two, but that's way down on his 60% from the season. He's not blocking shots. He never gets assists. And his usage hasn't really spiked, even though Oladipo's gone. But the major concern is those percentages, which are really piss poor. 28 from three, 47 from the field, 63 from the line, true shooting of 55, and it's worse. Over the last two weeks, 49% true shooting. 
So, yeah, the, I, I'm not holding out huge hope for the free throws because it's been bad all season, but I am expecting him to be, in the last six games, 40% from the field. And some of that is some poor shot selection and horrible three-point shooting, but I am expecting that to improve. And I just want the shot blocking to come back as well from Christian Wood because that's been a real struggle. And this is a guy, remember, he was top 20 for a while. I don't think he's going to be top 20 as we move forward. I've got him 58th per game as we move forward from here. And even that might be a little bit too high, but he's definitely better than the 142nd ranked player where he's been since returning from injury. It is now time, guys, for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And with Michelob Ultra, it's 2.6 grams of carbs and only 95 calories per drink. Joy creates success. So it is time for us to give you that joy and tell you who the player of the week is. And it is, of course, Drew Holiday. Not only is Drew the third-ranked fantasy player over the last week, averaging 28, 6, and 9, with 2.3 steals and shooting a whopping 64% from the field, he also signed the max possible extension, $160 million for Drew Holiday to remain with Milwaukee. So he got his money. He's playing at a career-high level, you would say, over the last week. The Bucks look strong. Their future looks um, stronger now that Holiday is committed. And he is the, the guy that, you know, he's bringing, if you've got him on your fantasy team, this is definitely bringing you happiness. You have to enjoy what Drew is doing. And are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? Maybe it's a little bit of both. Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Drew Holiday. The last guy on this list is Rashawn Holmesy Holmes who is the 42nd ranked player this season, but over the last week, he's down to 114th. Because his elite efficiency, which is at 64% for the season and 80% from the line, which is a whopping true shooting of 67, well, it's dropped. And 57 is still really good. 57 is a really good field goal percentage, but when you're coming from 64% and you're losing the impact of your best fantasy category, which is what that is for Rashawn Holmes, you lose a lot. He's also seen his free throws drop from 80 to 73 He's seen his block numbers go down a little bit as well. He's at 1.5. He's averaging under uh, double-digit rebounds, which he'd been averaging over the last month. And the minutes are down under 30 per game as well. Now, we'd hope he can get to 31 or 32 minutes per night. Um, but that just hasn't been the case. They've been reducing his minutes of late. Now, some of that has been foul troll, but not really. He hasn't had more than five fouls since the 17th of March. So it is a little bit frustrating, especially when we look at the Kings who have now lost their last four games, and he's played 31, 24, 27, and 35 minutes in those games. So you'd hope that one of your best players is playing more during that time when you're struggling, and that only happened in one game. But it is really the lack of efficiency that's hurting Holmes at the moment, and I think he goes back to being a top 50 player. He's been a top 50 player pretty much all season, and yeah, we haven't really, uh, of late, that hasn't been the case at all. If we go on to points leagues now, we'll have PJ Washington in there again, who, you know, his points league numbers are nowhere near as good as his category league numbers, for sure. Uh, 28 per game over the year, but in the last week, he's averaging 17. And it's for all those same reasons that we mentioned already. I'm going to talk Victor Oladipo because he is a better points league player than category league player. I have mentioned plenty of times my concerns with him in uh, Miami and what that means for his future. And I think he could potentially become a droppable player in a category league. In a points league, I don't think that's true. But his last, well, he's only two games for Miami. He's averaging 21 fantasy points. That makes him 176. So on the back of that, you go, shit, maybe he is going to be a drop. I don't believe that's the case. 
He's averaging 36 fantasy points per game this year. I think he's more of a 29 to 30 point per game guy in Miami, but that's still a significant step up from the 21 that he's currently averaging. So why is it so bad? Well, he's averaging seven real life points per game. There's the obvious answer. Two rebounds. Again, an obvious answer. The shooting is trash. It's been trash all year, but it's way more trash. Now, he's also only playing 26 minutes in those first two games, which that is a concern because they have a lot of guard depth. Dragic, Robinson, Hero, um, Kendrick Nunn, if you want to throw him in that mix. There's a lot of guards who can play minutes, and if he's struggling, which he has literally all season, there is a chance that the minutes are dropped. But I do think there is some real scope to get him at a cheaper price with the struggles that he is currently undergoing. McCall Bridges, um, not the greatest points league player in general, just sneaking in the top 100 this year, 27 points per game, but hasn't been in the top 100 over the last two months, averaging 26 a game, but it has dropped off over the last four games where he's averaging just 23.6 fantasy points, 13 real-life points, one steal, one block, but one th- one assist per game and only two rebounds per game. And he's not normally high in those categories, but he's at five and two for the season, five and two and a half. So when you go to two and a half and one, that is a pretty big drop-off, and that contributes, you know, there's there's three fantasy points right there just from that you know, really not sustainable drop in rebound and assist numbers. The minutes are also low because the Suns have been uh, you know, having some pretty comfortable victories in that time, but you'd hope that we get a little bit more out of Bridges in terms of uh, playing time. Like the game against Chicago, he only played 28 minutes. He only played 30 against the Hawks. We want him playing those 33, 34 minutes per game. But I do think he is a bit of a buy-low, even though... His value in uh, points leagues isn't as high in category leagues. Ron Barrett Jr., the opposite, much better uh, points league player than a category league player, but even he, over the last four games, is struggling, averaging just 24 fantasy points per game. I think he's a 30 fantasy point per game sort of a player, but the last couple of games he has struggled because he's averaging 1.5 assists. Now, he averages three for the season, and we know assists are worth 1.5 fantasy points. So we're talking about an additional two and a half fantasy points right there. He's also averaging, for a guy that's a good rebounder, three rebounds per game. And that's down from six rebounds per game. So you're talking another four fantasy points there. And there, there's your difference. Like that, That's what's happening. The steals and the blocks, they're never going to be good for Barrett. Shooting percentages don't matter. He's scoring pretty much the same. He's just not rebounding for some reason, and he's not getting assists. And there's no reason I can think of with this Knicks team that he wouldn't get those numbers back up. So, And it is a drop. Like That's five or six point drop. And that makes you yeah, drop 50, 60 spots in fantasy points rankings. And that's where Barrett sits at the moment. But it's anomalous. I don't expect him to be a three-rebound, one-and-a-half assist per game player. So there is going to be some pretty significant scope for improvement. Even if he doesn't blow through 34 a game, he won't do that. But get back to 30, get yourself back into the top 85, and uh, that's where we sit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, as is college basketball, but the NBA and the NHL are still in full swing, and Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and use our promo code LOCKED ON and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Last guy I want to talk about here is Miles Turner, who is the 58th ranked player in points leagues this year, averaging 33.6 fantasy points. But over the last week, he's down under 30. 90th ranked player in that time. He's not getting any steals. 
He's averaging almost one per game, but he is down. He's had one steal combined in his last three games. His blocks are down, and this is something we always talk about, Turner and variability. When so much of your value comes from super high blocks, he's averaging 3.5 blocks per game this year, that when that goes down from 3.5 to 2.5, it's actually 2.7 at the moment, but and that's still excellent. Like 2.7 blocks per game is still amazing, but you're talking about losing three fantasy points right there per game just from going from unbelievable to still the best in the league type numbers, you lose a lot. And you know he's four and a half points fewer over the course or in the last week versus his seasonal average because he's missing over half a steal per game and a block per game. And those two defensive numbers come back and they can be wild swings. And we know that and it's why when you're talking trades in fantasy points leagues, there's just so little difference between guys and how things can vary so much that it is hard to understand you know, how, how, guys, how you literally execute any trades in fantasy points leagues, to be honest. But he goes back and gets 3.3 blocks per game and one steal per game. And he's back up as the from the 90th ranked player to the 50th ranked player. Like that's that's as simple as it is for someone like Miles Turner. So we expect the blocks to come back up. We expect the steals to start to come back up as well. And everything else is looking all right. The minutes are nice. The usage is nice. But there is some value in him being able to improve what he's doing right there, guys. That'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.